You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Why should I listen to the Nerd Bliss Podcast? Because we go there. Where? Everywhere. Human sexuality. They don't care what's in your pants, they love you anyway. Time travelers. The problem is time will f*** back with you. Politics and fandom. What Star Wars has been prior to Disney. It is a white male-driven universe. Find us at nerdblisspodcast.com. And on social media at nerdblisspod. Part of this complete breakfast and the ESO Network. The, the Nerd Bliss Podcast. Listen! Hello and welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, The Monster, back to give you another week of sci-fi news with... Yeah, hi, it's me, Mr. Gene. Mr. Gene is back once more. What am I doing here? We usually do reviews. Uh, I know, it's just, it's there's nothing going on, I that's know, a problem. Sorry. I wasn't doing anything <laughs> on a Saturday night. And we did this last Saturday night, I'm like, hey, I think this is going to be a thing. We have to get lives. <laughs> Uh, so, or, or, or fever. We have to get Saturday fever. Sorry, I, I think it's going around. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we have lots of things to talk about because we got nothing else going on in our lives. Uh, but the big three that we will we'll talk about is the casting news for Black Canary. I'm oh, sorry, the Black Canary and Hunters. Wow, and, I'm, I'm already Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, not the Black Canary movie. Um, <laughs> although that would be. For you, uh, the Black Canary and Hunter is casting in Birds of Prey movie, not Which the TV series. When? when is that coming? Twenty twenty something like that. Um, we'll also talk about the Dark Phoenix trailer that also popped up this week. I can hear the excitement already. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Wow, this dropped out of your ass. Did you even notice this? <laughs> and uh, lastly, Tilly has STD. In her shorts. Hey, leave her alone. I like her. Like so, a full body woman. Come on. Yeah, she's cute. Uh, but uh, Star Trek Discovery is doing a series of, I guess, shorts to kind of lead us into next season. <laughs> we'll be back in January. <laughs> we promise. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, we'll talk about that as well. But as I was going through, I was planning to do this by myself, but again, Gene and I are free this Saturday night, and there's a lot yes, of that makes it all right. Yeah, do me the joke. Oh my god, week. Jesus, Gene, let's move on. <laughs> we have a lot of tidbit news to talk about. One of them is. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote you wrote the synopsis, the things up. The, the, yeah, the well, point. I was I was hoping I don't know which one you're gonna pick. Fine. So the first one is Daredevil Season 3 is going to be coming out very soon. Yes, and, October um, 19th, October Friday. 19th. Yes, and Fisk is coming back, so I'm kind of happy about that. I'm happy about that, too. Because, honestly, who doesn't like Fisk? But a big man and all that silk. And all that smooth. Like, like Fisk. Blue Fisk. 
whatever. Ludafisk? Ludafisk is not smooth. <laughs> it is not a pleasant thing that you ever want anywhere near you. And you know this because? I've, I've sampled it Thank once. You. <laughs> and that's enough. And while drunk, and it, yeah. it wasn't yet. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but you still have yet to. You're you're still watching Iron Fist. No, no, Luke I'm Cage. Not watching Iron Fist. Luke Cage season two. You know, I I'm surprised. I I really like these shows, uh, but I haven't finished Jessica Jones season two. I haven't finished Punisher season one. It was I haven't finished either. It was just too. I mean, it was just so brutal. Right. Every time uh, he's having the goes to bed, has to dream about his wife. Yeah, being shot. I'm like, okay, I um, I can't get through that. That's too much. Uh, and I haven't finished Luke Cage season. And I don't intend to watch Luke. Uh, I told you, you need to at least get through that because I have to watch Iron Fist season two. No, 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 no. Just watch the finish Luke Cage season two. Okay, I can do that again with subtitles. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Them call me Bushmaster. The Bushmaster. Oh my god, (laughs) even the subtitles is like. I uh, do exactly <laughs> what he says phonetically. Good luck figuring it out. It's like, uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, but again, they do a good one-shot episode with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I'm like, that's awesome. But does it break the monotony of, of, the, of the whole flow of it? Like like Stranger Things season two, episode seven? You're like, wait, what the fuck is this? No. There's a standalone like, 11 episode when she goes to Chicago. You're like, yeah, it what doesn't, the? Okay, it no, it, it just feels like, oh, we can do this now. We can guest star on other shows. That's what it feels like. Which and that's the way fun. it should be. What's the way it should be. Um, but again, I think since Daredevil season one has such a good bar of as far as performance and that incredible fight scene that last in, like in the, the stairwell, the second or third episode right. of season one, um, which is an, an which homage is, to Old Boy, which I, I love. John Woo, and then yeah. redone by Quentin Tarantino, I think. Uh, no, Spike Lee. Oh, damn it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Ooh, embarrassing. Black Panther number eight. <laughs> But uh, this is too good. Surely a white man directed this. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it also stars Elizabeth Olsen and um. So sorry. So sorry. Who's uh? Afraid of Virginia Woolf. No, Thanos. Uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Thank you. So those two are in it. Right. You're right. I remember that. So, uh, but definitely, I I love uh, that homage and Daredevil was fantastic. Season two, I think, was fantastic with the introduction of Punisher and Elektra. It kind of falls apart. Because of the hand, so really, because of Fisk, that really kind of makes it. You have to have a villain that you can understand, and I felt so not bad for Fisk having a rough child a childhood, but you can understand where he came from. It was the most humanizing depiction of uh, a villain I've seen in a long time. Right, it actually changed the way. And the core way I looked at who this person was, right. which was amazing, because it, 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 it made him a person. Right. It made him understandable and likable. It made him likable. Yeah. So, which is like why I was like, thank you. We're going to get him back for season three. So can't wait for that. Uh, next, we have Hellboy has been pushed back. It's a Thai commercial. It's a Thai commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Even Harbor, I'm sorry. You you wrote that in? I did. I did. That was <laughs> a joke. Say Thai commercial. Wait for and the timing. Wait and, and yeah. go. All right. So, yes, it is a Thai commercial. But he is being pushed back till April 19th, which eh, it's okay. It's fine. I, the thing that's interesting to me is that this is a hard R movie. It's going to be rated R Yeah. from everything I hear. That is amazing to me. If you're going to do that, it's still early enough that it doesn't really hit 
the summer season. And, Which and has we- always now been extended, so it seems like it's an endless summer before the summer even starts. And I think that's Marvel's fault for doing that. Because March was never something that you would think, oh, I can release a big movie like in March and make it big. I, I don't know. I, I, even though there, I can't deny that there are certain times of the year where it's better to go to the movies. I still think that if you have a quality product that someone's looking forward to, they'll see it whenever. You know? Yeah. You could time it like, again, when Dark Felix was like, yes, we're going to come out on Valentine's Day. I'm like, that's perfect. Hmm. And then they, they took that back. But right. Maybe it was because of Hellboy they got scared. Who knows? What the hell with you, boy? I don't know. <laughs> um, that was a little quick thing about uh, Linda Hamilton and Arnold taking a, I guess, a selfie shot of yeah, themselves. Exact same, like, same pose as 40, they did. 30 years later, we, yeah. uh, we do this shot now. And I'm like, sure, it's cute. But the idea is dumb. Why are we doing another damn Terminator movie? I don't, I don't understand it either. I, the, the, the weird thing about the Terminator movie is that the timeline still moves forward. You know what I mean? And you've, you've dealt with alternate timelines now. Uh, yes, but you didn't explain of... that. Yeah. And it's I'm like, a... you watch Back to the Future 2, right? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so is the future set? No, we're still doing something. I don't understand. And the thing, the thing that's weird about it is it, it's, it's, it is a baby from the whole Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull thing. It's like, surely you want to see them again. No. No, in a good story, maybe, but this is not a good story. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the next generation, but even then, yeah, the time I, is, is closed. You've, you've had two or three incarnations of this original idea, Terminator, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, and then it just all goes downhill. Right, so what's missing here? Are you going to bring back Michael Bien from the dead or Edward Furlong back as the resistance leader? No, you're not going to do this, but why? I mean, all, all care, can you not... Aside, Linda Hamilton still looks great. Mm-hmm. And she there's a couple of pictures that she looks more jacked than I'm like, puts me to shame. At her age. Because... She's timeless. She's precious. She's wonderful. She's both beauty and the beast. Wow. You remember that TV show? I do, I do. And it is perfect. And, and I actually watched it, and I kind of liked it too. That's for the wrong reasons. Didn't didn't uh, George R. R. Martin get started on that show? I think. Uh, I think he did. I think he perhaps. Really that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was uh, Mr. Hellboy himself. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Ron Perlman. So, but again, this is something that I'm like, I don't really need to see this. At least not in the theaters. The, the thing is, I think I think you get alternate programming if you want it. It's there. Yeah. There's too much out there anyway, and as long as it makes a certain amount of money, we can consider it, uh, consider it to be a success. Plus, look, the stars got to get out and do something that they used to do. You know yeah, what I mean? I know. Like, before they die, one last hurrah. Wait, how is Harrison Ford doing? Is he okay? Does he get his honorary Oscar yet? <laughs> no, he's healthy? All right, we'll save it till next year. You sure he's going to be okay for next year? Right? Yeah? He's, he's got to give him this. He's got to do Indiana Jones 16. Stop it. Get someone else to do this goddamn movie. All right, let's move on. So, Eggsy is going to be playing Rocket Man. Yeah, who is Eggsy? It, it, it's the, the main character, or one of the main characters from The Kingsman. Yes. And The Kingsman's Golden Circle, which was okay. Which I was really disappointed. The first film was amazing. Yes. That's the problem. When you have an amazing thing that, you, that completely blows your mind, and then there's a sequel, you're excited, and you go drooling yeah. at the bit, but it's never the same. It's right. rarely the same or better. 
I've only seen that happen maybe once with like and Netflix with the same director. That was the other problem. Yeah, but the Russos continue on their trend too. Yeah, and I mean it, the idea is the vision though. Yeah, because even even though James Gunn, let's say, isn't returning for the third movie, mm-hmm. his vision of the Guardians of the Galaxy is the only vision I want to see. Right. You know, and and even so, like, well, you got it. The third script out. Can we use that? Well, I, I don't know. We maybe have to let things settle down. I understand that, um, like, this week, they, they the Guardians people came together. So, if you know, because they're, they're not going to make Guardians 3 anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So, they're like, okay, got to change the ending of the Infinity War uh, Avengers 4. Let's see what happens. Hey, Dave, what you, what's going on? He's going, going off to, to do wrestling for number whatever, WWE 1000. I, I feel so bad. But I I'm know. Like, okay, I get it. But the other thing also uh, in regards to... Oh, but before I do that... So he's playing Elton John in a biopic. And I'm like, you could have done that in the last movie. You could just cut out Elton John altogether and just played him. No. But that's why, because Elton John evidently financed some of the, uh, the Kingsman thing. And that's how they hook up. Oh, so that's, the, the, that's the, they, why. They up there, oh, jeez yeah. Louise. And, he, and again, he was fine up to a certain point. And then again, not that the movie wasn't ridiculous to it, begin with. It turned with. into a cartoon. Yeah. It was a little too over the top. But again... Kind of surprised at a couple of scenes that were funny with him, but just wasn't a great movie. Um, Rafe Fiennes, not Ralph. Let's pronounce Rafe. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, is going to be scheduled to do the Kingsman prequel, and then we're going to get the Kingsman number three on top of that. So this is going to go back to World War One, in which they're going to kind of guess tell the origin story. I guess figure out we'll get the Kingsmen involved. No, the Statesmen. Sorry. Maybe the oh, wow, the Statesmen from, from the maybe. US. I, I, I would think that's what you would want to see. Yeah, but you, it's too soon. You've got two movies coming out within the next few I know. years. Because I think the, the Kingsman Part 3 is supposed to come out in November 2019. November 8th. Yeah, it, yeah. it's really soon. I, I know. Mean, that's less than a year, or about a year. And it's like, okay... Oh, I, I know. Hope, I hope your franchise works, because otherwise, no one's coming. Yeah, so we'll see how this is going to work out. But in any case, that's what that is. Are you are you hopeful for a good Kingsman, a third part? Are you looking forward to it? I mean, it's well, Michael Vaughn again. Yeah, but isn't he also planning to do a Kingsman series? I don't know. Because I... That rarely works. Like, well... Like Tron... We'll do Tron Legacy. Then if that hits, we do this Tron Uprising thing, which people liked a lot, but, you know... Mm-hmm. No, there's some momentum. franchises that would work, and I didn't think it would. Like, for example, Alienation. One movie became a season of TV and, like, five, and five TV movies. So, it, to me, that's a big success for... Exploring that universe further, which I think they can do much better if they can elaborate on telling better stories. That's all a, a production meeting about budget and story and how far and how strong the fandom is. Yeah, but that's a, that's a gamble. But hopefully, I mean, I, I'm more I'm more to it if it's great. Right. I'll look at it if it's mediocre. I will eventually look at it mm. if it's got nudity, female nudity, and I'll look at it. Uh, Which I think I think that later. was the other thing I had a problem too. Oh, the the coitus thing. With yeah, the thing that was just a little too much. Yeah, the wife. I think that was a little bit too much for me. It was, but the thing is, the first Kingman was was like that, but it I was know violence, right? More violence no, than sexuality, sex. but yeah. you know, 
It's like, okay, well, it's it's that universe. Yeah. So, speaking about a gamble, let's talk about a gambit. <laughs> I know nothing of this. Right. Yeah. And it's the on again, off again, on again, off Kevin again. Kevin Tatum's going to be gambit thing? That's good. It's been like forever, right? So, Simon, uh, what's his last name? The director, uh, Kinberg, of the Dark Phoenix thing. He's saying that the tone for Gambit is going to be of a more romantic nature. So, so I guess. Is Anna Paquin available? I was going to say, you're going to have to include her in that. And I think it. Look, when you have superhero movies, just like they said, Logan, and you talk about Logan is more like a Western, and that motif works well. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do something different for kind of superheroes to have different nuance performances or styles. So if you can make it an, not necessarily a rom-com, a superhero rom-com. I don't know if that works. I don't know if that works on any level because you've got to introduce the character. And he's a badass character. Right. He's beloved, you know, in the, in the comic books right. by a certain niche audience. But... Uh, my super ex-girlfriend, my super you know, superhero ex-girlfriend, something right, like that, right, right. kind of played something like that in which it was Uma Thurman that was spurned by the boyfriend and she kept doing stuff yeah, to him. Yeah, but directed by Ivan Reitman, but did that make no. tons of money? No, but it was Ivan Reitman. And well, I, it was an established universe. Yeah. This is a universe that, I mean, wait, you know, if they're going to do this movie, they should just wait till Disney has a stamp of approval because I don't think they're going to be able to get it down you know before that happens I'd be really surprised if that would have happened yeah well it's Disney it say makes a difference yeah screw all you guys <laughs> follow our continuity yeah um, the other news um, just to go back to the Guardians of the Galaxy there was rumors about Bradley Cooper taking over uh, to directing he said no that's not going to happen so he just he's gonna come off a critically acclaimed movie, The Stars is born, and you, you wanted him to do Guardians of the Galaxy Three. No, that looks terrible and it ruins your Oscar chances. Well, if it's a hit, then he can do whatever the hell he wants, but that I don't think it's because he can direct. I... Look, it, it's like to me, if you're going to do the two Batman movies with Tim Burton's vision, you get some other guy. This is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy forever. So this is going to be Guardian nipples on suits and all this weird stuff that is not going to be part of that universe. It's going to be a clash because you're going to have a completely different style altogether. Right, but so, uh, are they going to be using James Gunn's script? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I, I think this property, the Guardians property is dead right now. Again, they, they freed everyone from their contract. Uh, they're, they're refilming... Uh, or they're going in for reshoots for Avengers 4 for that. It's definitely been altered because of what's happened in the news lately. Right. So it's, it's all going to be different. I'm sure they'll just put the characters on ice for a while. And then if it can come together in a few years, That's then it'll be a, a nice thing for yeah. us. Because everyone likes the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, part of the second one, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, let's move on to a thing that I found that I thought it was interesting. Uh, Utah has to pay a huge fine <laughs> for uh, something called Bruvies. It's a movie house that serves liquor. And you cannot 
watch a movie or watch any kind of simulated acts while having alcohol. So there were some agents that went into this theater and they tried to shut down Bruvies. And I'm like, this is what you're spending your money on. Wait, so define Bruvies again, please? Bruvies, it's like a like a uh, an art house. Right, okay, so it's beer with movies. Beers with movies. But you cannot drink the beer and watch simulated acts of... Sex. And I'm trying to remember but what... the movies are rated to not have that stuff. Right, so what was it that, other than the beginning scene of Deadpool where... They were, you getting know, it getting it on, and she's penetrating him and all that weird stuff. You don't see anything other than what you would normally see in any other rated R movie. So they tried to shut down this theater, and through support, through, uh, I was going to say Jerry Ryan, not Jerry Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Reynolds he supported them with the GoFundMe, um, paid, helped pay for their legal support. So Utah has to pay him like a half a million dollars. Good. Because it's just ridiculous. That the MPAA said that that movie is fine. It can be watched by right. you know, 17 and up. Or, right. Or, but or, or Utah parents. has their own weird sensibilities about things. And I'm just like, really? This is what you're going to spend your government tax dollars to help fund and stop people from drinking beers in movie theaters? One police officer or commissioner with an idea about how to control things in this town. Yeah. Sometimes... Go beyond his means, and yet if you understand that, you've gone beyond your means, and you can stop it. If you're ignorant, you don't know, you're not aware, yeah. it just dies there. You spend the night in jail. Um, the other thing, too, that looks like they're talking about is re-releasing Deadpool 2 as a PG-13 movie. <laughs> Did I read this I line? I heard that, I heard that. But that was before it came out. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Well, yeah, well, make less money, but well, okay. There's a picture of this is something on his Twitter feed, right? They're doing the Princess Bride, and it's Deadpool reading to Fred Savage. So they're reprising the Princess Bride scene in right. where the grandfather's reading this. So if they re-edit and tell the stories a la Princess Bride, meaning it's Ben, uh, Ben Savage, Fred Savage in the bed, mm-hmm. and he was to be told the story, and, and Ryan's telling him the story. All right, so uh, this is the part where they kiss, and they kind of cut that part out because he doesn't like kissing scenes. That could be hysterical. Yes, but you'd have to do the the interactive scenes, right? And, and make that like you know, God, forty minutes of new footage, right? To or, introduce <laughs> the movie, but then you cut most of the movie out. I know, but that then, might be hysterical. If they do that, I might be on board with that so i think that might be a clever use and you kind of like the promo that we went through walmart and you saw all the deadpool covers on other fox movies Deadpool is hot right now so i think you can kind of play beyond breaking the fourth wall you're going back into your own movie and kind of retelling it a different way that i think and and for uh an audience for a a younger audience right the adults will get all the jokes right (laughs) I think that'd be kind of cool. That would, but it'd have to be so well written because the kids couldn't catch any innuendo, right? Any any hints about anything? Go wait a minute, Mister Deadpool said. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he means. No, no, you can't say that. They all have to fall for it. It has to be written right. at a very juvenile level. But okay, that I, I'm bored. They can pull that off. As you wish, dirt. Oh, as you wish, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Almost pulled that off. I'm sorry. 
Uh, let's move on to Kathleen Kennedy. Her contract has been renewed. Forever. Oh, just another three years. <laughs> In Star Wars universe, that is forever. It was, but I think we've gotten over the uh, over the oversaturation. Yeah. The only thing we have to, to deal with now is what uh, Disney opening the little segment in their park. Oh God, was it Black Spire? Is that what they're calling it? Black Spire. Black Spire. Thank God. Uh, there's and I, I've seen some stuff about that because I'm a Disney fan, a really big Disney fan. I follow the websites a lot. You know, you're going to be able to ride on the Millennium Falcon and walk through the corridors, but there's some concern about. How they're gonna house everybody? Because you can't. Everyone can't walk on the Millennium Falcon at once. You can't have the line queuing up to that in the <coughs> Millennium Falcon. <coughs> Plus, it's a participation kind of thing with six people. Right. So that's my thing. Is like, please don't let this be Star Tours, the next generation. You know, like you, you are the Rebel Spy. Oh, that was cool though. When they did that, I was really happy about that. Yeah. Well, I would never get picked. You I did. <laughs> I was so happy, and no one was there with me. I was like, look, look, it's me. No one knows me. So um, on that note, John Favreau is going to be starting uh, shooting next week, the TV series for the streaming service. The Disney streaming service. Yeah, it's going to be 10 episodes. Uh, I think IMDb does not have any information about anything, literally not even about the casting. So I'm like, so... You're shooting with no actors. Yes, you are. It's, you just... it's risky. You maybe you don't need anyone that's an actor. Maybe you need no names. It's such a small thing. Yeah, and the storyline. I think the storyline is going to be about the Mandalorians. See, I, this is all dangerous. Cause yeah, but un, no, 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 un, no. We've never walked on that earth before. We what have in the Clone Wars animated series. Yes, I guess so. So, in some regards, you can, but. We'll see how it goes from that point on. So what do you think about Star, Star Wars Resistance? Premiering Sunday, October 7th on the Disney Channel. We'll see. <laughs> I Look, the exact same reaction that I had about will this work? Like I felt about the Star Wars Clone Wars. Mm. Uh, they put it as a movie. Which we saw. It was your birthday. On my birthday, which I'm like, a Star Wars movie. It's destined to be. (laughs) And it was actually kind of cool. But I'm like, wait a minute. When did uh, he get a Padawan? Anakin never had a Padawan. But they worked it into the story, and it stuck. Because Ahsoka became the fucking greatest character of that show. So. And you didn't know who she was, right? When you met her, no, no, I, well, no, no, no. I knew who she was you when we met her. Of her, I am just saying I didn't really have a good interaction with my introduction because it failed. Try to be witty and nah, you're dumb. Um, she was nice to you though. Yeah, she was. That's because we were the last people. <laughs> it's like one more, one more. I have to get one more, and I'm done with these nerds. Oh damn it, they're men. They're not gonna buy my clothing line. <laughs> like, damn it. God, what do they smell like that? <laughs> um, but moving on to uh, Rebels, I also had trepidation when we saw them on our uh, Star Wars day when they were doing the the parade. And I was like, I don't know who the hell these people are that they're announcing. Um, during the parade, they the, there's they a, there, a there there live car- yeah representations. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, mm, I, don't I, know. I just went to go get a beer. Yeah. But lo and behold, we grew to like these characters and 
Choppers, kind of our favorite. Yeah, and I love choppers. <laughs> How much I care about choppers. So, I like K2SO2. I love the evil droids. Right. The sarcastic droids, but choppers. Um, so it, it, it works, and I'm kind of glad they didn't have to necessarily be the caretakers to have the Death Star plans and left that to Rogue One. So, But I'm glad they were part of Rogue One-ish. In the movie, I think they're protected because they're on the Disney Channel. I don't think that they can do anything wrong. But after the Forces of Destiny short crap, yeah, they did, which I've was never so, did see. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's 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 it's, just it's filler. Teaching childhood stories, children to be good. It's like oh gosh, it's like the PSA segments on the. It, it's no different that we were seeing at the end of the Super Friends. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Just like yeah. because you had right. to, you had to. By law, you had to put some educational things right. in your cartoon. Hey, kids, don't touch that dog. You don't know where that dog's been. Thanks, Superman. That's my mom. What do you know? <laughs> Stop. <sorry>. Bitch. <laughs> so that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, fine. I think, again, I mean, it's weird. I, I hate the timeline. I hate that they're, they're forcing the, here's a young Poe Dameron right. BB-8. I'm like, oh, my God, please. But... We are going to see a Princess Leia in there. Yes, least. yes. It's just, but it's it's yeah. filler. I, I just, I'm scared when they make it canon. I know. They, they kind of have to because it's. All right. Uh, the other news coming up also was that Tiffany Haddish, and if you don't know who she is, she is a comedic actress. Um, who's, uh, who's really coming out in like Girls Trip. That was Girls her, Trip was her was first her, movie. Her first breakthrough. Yeah. I think, was she in the. Uh, Hidden Figures movie, or is that, I'm getting that completely wrong. No, no, she wasn't in Hidden Figures, but she's in Night School right now with Kevin Hart. Ah, yes. Which is expected to be number one in this box office for this weekend. She's going up against The Predator after the third week. <sighs> the Predator. Yeah, so what happened to that? Oh, we hated that. Yeah. Fucking hated it. Um, but she is hot property right now, and she is interested in wanting to play Nubia. Or Wonder Woman, her sister in the comics, I guess. Um, that could be in the third movie. Let's see how After, Wonder Woman 84 does. Yeah. Because I'm a little nervous about that. But, you know, I, I would give Tiffany a shot. Because if she's hot now, she's box office gold. I don't think this is going to be the, the problem that we would have, let's say, with Richard Pryor and Superman 3. Because that was awful. Yeah, I, I agree, but it, it's still a, a great gamble for a studio to take. But again, you got to wait to see what Wonder Woman eighty four does. Yeah, you know, because things can change. The audience tastes are going to change. Yeah, but I would think you would need to have an idea. Not so Spark. much an idea. No, no, not so much an idea, but just the the diversity issue. Let's put in someone that's hot like Tiffany. If you can do like the, the mass appeal of Black Panther, you can start integrating a lot more characters that are going to be more diverse. So I think that would be a smart move if things hit well with Wonder well, Woman. Wonder Woman doesn't have that that big a rose gallery that anyone understands. They're all gods. No, that's the and other goddesses. thing. You're like, right. that's kind of I don't know. This is like as, as hard as introducing the world to here's Thor, right? A god. In the Marvel Universe. Or having really bad porn stashes. I don't relate to that. God, really? Shave it. Well, you, you're okay. I, I, I know. I got, got, you talking about me talking got, about got nothing else to go with that. So Jennifer Beals is going to be a maniac. Maniac. 
Oh, Swamp, Swamp Thing. Because <laughs> she's saying giant size man thing. That's the Marvel universe. But Swamp Thing, not man thing. Well, different universe. I know, but that that was the. So, so yes, I'm kind of happy that about Jennifer Beals. It's confirmed. Oh uh, yes, it is. She is because I was reading on my uh, Disney app, not Disney app, my DC app, DC Universe app about the news about Jennifer Beals being on Swamp Thing. So yeah, well, you know, at first when you're nothing but a slow burning coal, and that never mind. Sorry, I don't even know what the hell that was referenced to. Trying to quote the Flashdance song from Irene Cara. I, I can't really remember the lyrics. No, first, there is nothing but a spark. No. Whatever. No. I screwed it. <laughs> Delete. But I like my... She's a maniac. She should... that, was, that was good. That was good. Thank, I was trying to thank you. hook on to that. Thank you. All right. Um, now I'm getting confused with all the lyrics of Footloose that are running through my head. <laughs> it's yeah. not... Moving on to uh, CW, the DC uh, crossover, which... You don't watch. <laughs> Why okay, bother? You go ahead and talk about that. You and the twelve-year-old boys go to your corner and talk about that, dude. If there's a a thing to be proud of, the CW and and DC have done a hell of a job informing the Arrowverse, big time. Informing. Informing. In- informing. Right. Right. Um, so as you know, Ruby Rose is going to be Batwoman. I hope God. I'm so sorry the fans are so mean to you. Just put the phone down. Fans are a bunch of dicks everywhere. But we are getting Superman coming back. We're going to get Lois Lane. Um, there's a lot that's going on. Um, but there was a uh, character named Monitor. I don't know of the character named Monitor. I know the Anti-Monitor from the Crisis on Infinite Earth series. Which is there con- was a Monitor. Which is what they're talking about. Because the title of the series is going to be supposedly... Elseworld. Oh my god. Okay. So there's that. So we're going to dilute the entire. Yeah, thank you for showing me your phone. Mm-hmm. Look, come for resources. That's great. Thank you, Mark. It's on the internet. It's real. You got to believe him, folks. Yeah. Right, I'm an Arab prince and I need your help. No, Nigerian. Is it Nigerian? You're right. You have to help. Give me your bank account oh, number. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Black Panther number eight. Oh, that <laughs> so, what were we saying? Uh, what? <laughs> no, you were saying about the whole Elseworld. And you, I, it's, it's fine. I, if you're going to do that, if you're gonna, but it's so diluted. The thing is that it's perfect. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I think your CW shows have reached Xena levels of quality. But Xena knew what it was. Xena knew it was a B-grade show, and they embraced that. Now, I'm not saying that there's a lot of fine people that work that show. That really, you know, they're working every day. They're working hard. The writers are working hard. We're out here 50 weeks a year. Mm-mm. But whatever, Not six close. months out of the year, doing this stuff, and we're writing as hard as we can. We're doing it's fine, but the thing is, I, I think it's interesting that even in this, DC is is is, is monopolizing for quite a bit because there's nothing like this from Marvel right. on TV. You're paying for Netflix, it's okay, um, but nothing like this. A, nothing quite like this. That's like we're just gonna keep plugging this, and when it goes bad, it goes on the app. So. But that's something that, again, you can be proud of as a DC fan that this is big news. Yes, Monster, you can be proud as a yeah. DC fan. You're going to tattoo on my arm a Superman because I am a big DC fan. But again, you know, when you you think about the idea of having so many heroes 
we never thought that would ever happen in our lifetime. True. L- let alone on both sides. True. So I'm. Yeah, but it's 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 diluting the the whole market though. I mean, it, not everyone can keep up. I mean, at some point, I think normal Americans or people are going to be a satur- reach a saturation point. You know, you've got runaways. You've got oh my gosh, you've got cloak and dagger. You've mm-hmm. got all these things. You've got the legion. Given. You've got Legion, you, and that's. I'm, I'm just doing Marvel for a second. Right, the gifted. But you've got all yeah. these mm-hmm. really weird shows, and it's. Can you keep up? Not really well. You have to buy the DVDs or get it on streaming, which you're going to do anyway. Right. They're all building towards this ideology of like, they'll come back, because Marvel is, it's bigger than the franchise. It's an enterprise, and it's run by Disney. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to take it down. Disney in the future will get all of your money. It would just get like. Just, you know, sure, I'll pay for the annual pass and the parts. No, we're all working for Disney. Disney is our master. <laughs> I, I'd like to debate that. I'd like to... No, okay, I'm sorry. Just debated and quiet at home, away from me. All right. And children. And children. <laughs> all right, so that's basically a lot of tidbits that normally I would just throw just a couple, but because it's Saturday night and Gina and I don't have anything to do, fuck it. We got a lot of tidbits. So, uh, Tid. So I thought it was Letterman. I'm sorry. Sweater man. <laughs> All right. So oh, wait, sweater puppies? Uh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Shut sorry. Up. <laughs> <coughs> Why are you gonna make me laugh like that? Because it's funny to make you watch you cough and have to edit this out. Thanks. <laughs> Fuck stick. All right. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about our big three topics. Oh, and I forgot to mention. At the very beginning, there's an add-on bonus for you freaks in which I'm going to be talking about Twin Peaks, The Return, and my Saudi exactly, <laughs> sort of my review-ish about it all by myself, so Mr. Gene doesn't have to worry about that crap. So we'll be right back in a quick second. We are the Metal Geeks Podcast, and on this show, we have heavy metal, comic books, video games, movies, Theme parks and more. Wait, wait, wait. Comics? Yep. And movies? Exactly. Video games? Yeah. Metal? Of course. How does theme parks fit in this? It just does. All of us Metal Geeks can be found at MetalGeeks.net. At Metal Geeks for Twitter. Metal Geeks on Instagram. And Metal Geeks on the Facey Space. You can also find us on iTunes. Subscribe today. Metal Geeks. Let's come back to our big three topics, starting with the the Black Canary and the Huntress casting news for the Birds of Prey movie. And um, basically, is this going to be the uh, the Gotham Siren movie? Uh, no, it's Birds of Prey. I know it's Birds of Prey, but are we all calling it differently because it's, we have Huntress and Black Canary? I don't know. I, I generally speaking, I, I like the uh, the Gotham Sirens a lot better because it was all it was all written by uh, I think Paul Dini mm-hmm. before he lost his mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was good storytelling. Right. I mean, a little darker stuff. You really couldn't do the animated show. An amazing storytelling. Really liked it a lot. I I don't know about this Birds of Prey thing. I mean, they've waited a long time. It it still always has its opening. Because, you know, Margot Robbie was one of the best things about the Suicide Squad movie. Yep, I so agree. So people will go to see her, but I'm just... And if you hype it right, it's fine. Now, do you think that she's going to be the lead of a 
her own suicide squad per se or the two heroes are going to be after her and then they'll form this new trio <laughs> i don't know um it, it depends on what, whatever the creative teams come up with we've seen a lot of things before there's been a lot of superhero movies out there that have you know gone up and succeeded surprise ones again i'm hoping that shazam really does well this year hoping that um aquaman does well but we'll see what happens it it the market is fickle, you know, and uh, reviews mean something. You, you can't just throw something up on the screen that we've seen before a hundred times and show it slightly differently and hope that that will be okay. I mean, there's a random combination of elements that have to come together for anything to be a blockbuster or to make its, its money back. Right. And then some. Now, if you are a subscriber to the DC Universe app, you'll know that the Birds of Prey TV series that came out in 2002, 2003, is available to be watched. And before then, mm-hmm. I'd lend Mr. Gene my DVD set of Birds of Prey. How many times? Three times? Three times. Three times. Yeah. Not even once did you see it. Well, give me access to the app now, perhaps. <laughs> But in fairness, after this jeering, perhaps yeah, a little in anger. After, okay, in like fairness, don't have time for that. In fairness, it wasn't a good series. I only watched it, and I only bought this DVD set because of Dina Meyer. I was hot for Dina Meyer again. Who From I'm not Starship hot Troopers? for? Starship Troopers. Yes, I like Dina Meyer. So with the curly hair. Yes. At least I got to have you. Dead. Uh, But she got to play Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. And we see one episode in which she has a costume. Looks incredibly hot. And then the Joker shoots her. She becomes Oracle. And I'm like, that's incredible. I love that. So the fact that they have a watchtower, she's Oracle. And then they come up with this Huntress, who is the... Really, we're going to do this? The the child of Batman mm-hmm. and Catwoman, who Which somehow... They did, they did, that's, in, that's in continuity of right. the old DC. That's fine. But she's a mutant, kind of a metahuman, so to speak. This Catwoman has powers. So I'm like, really? Huntress or Catwoman? Huntress. Okay. In this version, she has powers. Okay. And And then you have, like, the daughter of... Dinah Drake, uh, which is Black Canary, who had t- kind of like telekinesis powers. Donna Lane, I think. No. Okay. Oh, whatever. Doesn't make a difference because it, it was so not. I'm doing comics versus. <laughs> yeah, TV we're, we're crossing. We're crossing the streams there. Um, and then Mia Sarah, Ferris Bueller State. Yeah, Mia Sarah. And uh, loved you in Time Cop. And <laughs> and, and uh, Legends. Don't forget Sorry. Legends. Uh, is playing a Harley-like character without her being Harley. She's a doctor. Dr. Harley Quinzel. Quinzel. So we see her being kind of the the arch nemesis throughout the season. And for the longest time, in fairness to you, I never got past maybe the third episode. <laughs> so you. Thank you. <laughs> I've never seen the whole thing either. But <laughs> Take this I piece. went through it finally, and I got to see the ending. And I'm like, okay, well, Mia Farrah, Mia Farrah, Mia Farrah got to fight a little bit. But it's fair. This is in the heyday before 
we got an idea of what superheroes. You just had Smallville. Basically, and even You're then, still in its, its pioneer right? Place. Even then, it was more of uh, the, the philosophy that Smallville had was no flights, no tights. You don't do superheroes on the big. You kind of minimize their powers, and every once in a while, you can afford to do a sequence, and that's about it. You know, you keep it on the cheap. And this is how Chloe Sullivan got her start. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Leave her alone. Leave Chloe alone. I don't know. She was hot for a while. But She's still... Alison Mackie is it's great, but... Yeah, I know. And, and still, this does this make her hotter? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? It makes her dangerous. She's a bad girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God. Got um, so with here, um, because we're doing on the success of the Suicide Squad movie to the big screen, Margot Robbie, like you said, is going to be in this. I'm just wondering how the, the plane dynamic would work since we're not going to have a Batgirl that's part in the comics, but Harley's going to take over that role. I just hope they have a really good writer. That's all you can say. You have no idea. There's too many stylistic choices out there. There's too many things that can go wrong. Yeah. And even if they start filming the movie and the first two halves are good, that last third can kill it. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about who they cast. Oh, you want to go ahead and say those names? Yes. I'm not sure I can. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, that's easy. I know. <laughs> yeah. oh, and and I'm Scott like, Pilgrim. Yay! I loved her in Scott Pilgrim. Now I have strange feelings about it because she broke up Ian McGregor's marriage, apparently. Yeah. There's been some fighting about that, but it's okay. And what's the other lady's name? <laughs> Damn you. Uh, Junie. Junie Solmet Bell. Solmet Bell, I think. Okay. And playing she, Black Canary. Playing Black Canary. So the, the the video you showed me before uh, talked about how she was mentioning that possibly that Janelle Janelle Monet, who is a singer, that I was going right. to show you a video to. Um, she's really really good. So she does have a presence about her that I like. I like her music. Uh, I guess the the commentator was talking about how she didn't want to do a screen test. Right, and she shouldn't have to. If you're that big, I mean, well, you should. You should always. Well, I, I think it's kind of like, well, did Lady Gaga have to do a screen test for... Uh, Star is Born? Star is Born. I don't know. Depends. It's a big project. Yeah. It makes, every time they remake that, someone becomes a star. So to speak, yeah. Yeah. Um, very few can make the transition from one medium to another. Yeah, Not Madonna me- tried. Look at that. Did that yeah. work? Michael J. Fox tried. Did that work? No. From what to what? Well, he tried to switch No, no, genres. TV to movies was fine. Right. But, but, then, a, but a, someone who's... Switching sus- genres. Right. That's yeah. a different different ilk altogether. But in any case, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I've adored from Town Cloverfield Lane. We're going to be talking about in the future for a 200th episode a film commentary that you and I are going to do on Scott Pilgrim versus the world in which he's on there as Ramona. Yes. And the other one was death proof that I liked, which you haven't seen, but that's by Quentin Tarantino. Um, I definitely would recommend co-star or star. It's hard to say because the story starts off with a, 
bunch of people first, right? And they get killed, and then another band comes in, God, and she's in God. there. So it's, it's like a, Game of Thrones, something like that within an episode. Um, so I've always enjoyed her performance, and again, we'll talk about Ramona Flowers it, when we get it's there. It's irrelevant. They, who the actress is is irrelevant, right? That's personal, but this is performance. She can she can hold her own. I yes, think. I agree. But against Margot Robbie status, you know that that definitely to the casting, evidently it was um, the Mostly, singer. Yeah. Versus uh, who was it? The, the young lady from uh, Black Mirror. That episode, right? Uh, uh, the, she's the, the one the... that was. There was a series, and I forget the damn series that she was on, but it was from A to Z, which it was on NBC, which I liked. And she was briefly in a short, uh, not briefly, but she was in a, a short role in The Wolf of Wall Street. She was the, the wife to um, Margot Robbie, right? The naked no, wife. <laughs> no, the Leonard, Di- Leonard DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Right, the naked wife. <laughs> no, no, before the naked wife. She was married to him before he left her. But I'm pretty sure she But again, the, that series episode, um, the USS Callister. Yes. Which I oh, love. Oh, you're talking about her with the Margot Robbie. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. But they were both there, so yes, kind of. I get confused. There's naked people. Yeah. Uh, but she's not. <laughs> Aside from that. Uh, so I thought that would have been kind of interesting, but I think Margot could have easily lost it as far as her screen presence to Janelle. But again, I don't know how well Janelle would have performed. Whereas Mary, I think, is she can still work with Margot on a level that Margot is the star and not be outshone. Well, here's a question for you. Do you think Margot Robbie's a superstar? She's critically acclaimed she was in Itania. You know, but I don't know if she's gotten that set. She's, she's producing this Birds of Prey thing. I, I think she is good at what she does. I don't think she is uh, of the caliber, let's say, Scarlett Johansson, that anything she does, even though it was a crappy movie, you enjoy the hell out she of that movie. She does strange things. Too. Right. She does side projects. Right. Like, but there's stuff that... You see me completely naked, but I'm in this movie that goes straight to DVD. But it's unnaked. Yeah, and, and, confi- and, and it's creepy. And Come the, find me. And I'm like... I'm not enjoying this whatsoever. But, you know, she's done Lucy. She's done Ghost in the Shell. Scarlett Johansson deserves every bit of money she gets. I agree. She's a fine actress. Yeah. Unlike Jennifer Hudson. (laughs) You're riding your coattails a little bit there, dear. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, But I think... I do like her. No one... She's not there yet. Because even though I love I, Tanya, I really adore her. And I like her in other things. I just don't see this being like, oh, she can do whatever she wants. and Not yet. Not yet. She's still trying to win the popular vote. Yeah. So that's it, what Birds of Prey is. Birds of Prey is, is not going to be critically acclaimed. It's not going to win any Oscars. But it's her movie to be a superstar. Right. Stay on top. Yeah. Because she stole, literally, Suicide Squad. She did. If and she can do it again, we got something. And Halloween's. Yeah. You know, like... Your costume now rivals that of Slave Leia. Congratulations. <laughs> that has never happened before. Yeah. You're so, an icon. So, But we'll see how it goes. I mean, again, another DC movie property that we'll see how it goes in 2020. Because <laughs> you get your fingers crossed. You're holding your apple close to your heart. It's okay. Those are not apples. <laughs> <laughs> you like them apples? Uh, <laughs> you like them apples? Uh, get that reference. All right, so what's the the next topic? I forgot. 
<laughs> the next comic, comic is the Dark Phoenix movie. Dark Phoenix, us. Yes, how could I forget about the Dark Phoenix? I'm the one that's been smoking that. You can go ahead and just... <laughs> Yeah, you should take a hit by saying, all right, let's talk about yeah, this. Me, Give me a second. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, I checked out the book, The Uncanny X-Men, The Dark Phoenix Saga. And remembering the wonderful times. Did you read it live when it was coming out back in the... Yeah, I did. Oh, that's awesome. It, it was one of the few times that I'm like, oh, I need it. I, do I have 35 cents? Oh, God. Well, back then, I would get... Like two bucks, yeah, two bucks per week. So I would get three comics. I would blow up three comics because I got three oh five, you know, thirty five seventy five, you know, a dollar five, and still get enough for candy, and just buy those comics. But X Men were on that list, and reading that Phoenix Saga till the very end, I I've never experienced that kind of, oh my god, I I'm you really had no idea where it was gonna go. I'm really sad. Because they killed off Jean Grey. Sorry, spoilers. But if you've seen Last Man Next, Last Stand, she dies there too. And they seem to be making the same freaking movie. Yeah, and that's the problem I think you and I are both having is the fact is we've done this already. What is it that you're going to be showing us that this is going to be even remotely close to what you're doing in the comics? And I say nothing. We, we don't know that. This is the first trailer they released recently. Uh, here in late September. Uh, it originally had a, a release date of uh, February 14th, 2019. Right. But they pushed it back. Right. To, and I think... Sometime in June. So basically, it's in the heart of some of our blockbuster movies. I'm not sure that it worked there. Again, I, well, I'm not sure that about the date, but I, it might work because the thing is they're, they're doing massive refilming, so the last third, that mm-hmm. can work. The effects on it, we, it, it wasn't this uh, very... Um, Effect-heavy trailer. It's kind of a story thing. Like this is what yeah. we got. Right. Uh, the the night there was one nice special effect with the Phoenix Force going into uh, Jean Grey, mm-hmm. just cold up. That was that was good in the little fetal position. It could work because the idea is that you got to get out in the space. You get out in space. Right. You can blow our minds. Right, and that's where the comic comes in. So yeah, it's, it's a trial. Yeah, that's the thing. You really can't. Enjoy the scope of the Phoenix character without her going out into space, in which she absorbed a sun uh, because she was in, she needed something to replenish right, 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 her right, right, energy, right, right. and in doing so, I think killed about five billion inhabitants on nearby worlds. I remember that, yes. Um, and that's what set off this war, basically. That Professor X was able to stave off by saying, "Let's have." What's the, name of the, what's the name of the race? I forget. They've got Guardian as their uh, right. it, defender. I want to keep saying it's Tal Shiar. No, it's not, it's not Tal Shiar, Shiar because that's the, the, Vulc, the Romulan. It's Shiar Empire. Shiar, right. Um, so, Shiar also has a connection to, I think, the Captain Marvel universe. Cause I yes, because there is a Kree. main enemy, I think. Is, right. The Kree and Skrull were also part of this collaboration. And Leandra was the one that was of the Shiar Empire that was... The mediator between right. the them. Starts dating uh, Professor Xavier. Right. Okay, we're we're nerding out too much. Okay. No, no, no. But that's but that's where it sets up. But it could it could that's could book that in. That's gonna be way too much work to put that in, have that relationship established, and then develop Jean Grey hmm. from 
nothing powers to okay now I'm I'm gaining new abilities to no I, I don't see that happening especially with the the final battle taking place on the moon or even something remotely you can do on earth I would just like them to say multiverse or just imply something about that but they can't I know because they, we've seen this already I know this is why DC has an out that no matter how many times you redo a character it's a multiverse character, so you're safe They've on never that. Said that. Yes, they have. When? On the Flash. The Flash is a TV show. Yes, because Supergirl is in one universe. It's not. I, I get. I agree. You're saying right. On TV, so, but, but I need no, no, in no, cinema. Right, but you need to have that explanation. Oh, at least. Oh no, 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 this is okay because in this universe we can do that. I mean, I mean, they did that with Star Trek. They did. No, nope, they didn't. They split their universe. Never mind. Sorry. That's okay. But something like to that effect, you need to have. A dark universe. Everything is mirror, mirror, backwards, evil person. Dark Phoenix has a go- she yeah. has a goatee. Who knows? It, it, it's just something to play on the stuff that we've seen countless times. The evil version of our heroes. But this is but way before I, that. I, I just don't want to see this origin story again of Jean Grey. Right. I, I'm tired of that. I've seen that already. And Sophie Turner to me. Again, not having seen much of Game of Thrones, but what I've seen of her, I've enjoyed her performance. And I think she could theoretically pull it off, but up to now, whatever she had in the last movie, in the Apocalypse movie, barely used. And then you're throwing everything into this one movie that now all of a sudden she's going to be this major force? But no one asked for this movie. No, you're right. That's a problem like not, for me. Not no one asked again for this movie. And I and the thing is that, that to me it's one of the biggest, you know, comic moments of his in history. It's certainly top ten. Yeah. During our generation, you know. Definitely. Uh, and you're doing it again. I I'm fine. Then do it right. Oh God, you don't even have the budget to do it right, and you've been taken over by another major motion picture studio. Right. Which and is... it doesn't matter. Right. Because one, Sony wants to push even more movies before the deal goes through. I'm like, for what reason do you want to keep on doing this? But Sony isn't involved. Sony still gets to keep their Spider-Man properties. That's separate, yes. Because they're doing, they want to do uh, Mobius, the living vampire with Jared Leto. That's because they have nothing left in their gun. Because they're tapping into the Spider-Man verse. And I'm like, sure, Spider-Man has a lot of characters. Like Spider-Man fights those characters. I mean, Venom is their strongest card. Right. Which, not to get off topic, but the director said, hey, we have. it's going to be inevitable that Spider-Man and Venom meet. It's like, no shit, Sherlock, because that was part of the comics. Like, you didn't do anything magical having... We left the world open for that to happen. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. They can do it if they do it really well. No, I know. But it wasn't as if... No, it wasn't inevitable. It was part of the damn storyline. So that's where the problem lies is that, and I'm not saying that every uber dork that listens to this podcast, which, again, no one does, but if you do and you read the X-Men, do you need to follow the continuity to tell a good story? No. Clearly okay. you don't. You don't right. need to do that because you've got the MCU. MCU follows storylines loosely on, based. Right. On their version or a combination of different factors. And the fact of the matter is it works, and the thing is that it doesn't matter if you're a comic book dork because you will forgive it because you're so happy right, to see it, it on the screen. Because it gets pulled you're off losing nicely. losing your mind. Right. And all you need is three or four Easter eggs to, to feed you, mm-hmm. and you're, you're not hungry anymore. You're like, I'm fine, I'll let that go. Right. The minute that that uh, 
Robert Downey Jr. says, I'm Iron Man. I'm like, wait, what? Of course, like I said, it's an improv. Such a change. Right, it's an improv line, but I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be different. And I'm actually kind of cool with that. So on that note, X-Men had a good resurgence with First Class and Days of Future Past. Not that, so great. But, but then it ended. That's it. You're done. Yeah. The Age of Apocalypse was not necessary. Right. And this Dark Phoenix movie is not necessary. You've completely recast everyone. You you still have some original uh, loiterers uh, from the, the first class movie. Mm-hmm. James McAvoy. Yeah. Uh, you know. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence and, and Michael Fassbender. Yeah. But, and, and, and oh God, the guy, I, he deserves credit, the, the guy who plays the Beast. Yes. That Michael guy. something, I think. Uh, mm. But... The, and I'm, I, I want you to get paid, but you know, and this franchise, it's fine. But the thing is, like in my mind, it's just like, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence does not like to put on the makeup. She doesn't want to be part of this anymore. But she's such good friends, in my opinion, with James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. They're like, come on, it'll be fun. Let's hang out. It's, you know, and that's fine. But it, it's sacrificing the this really big iconic story. I have no doubt this will be okay. I have no no doubt that we'll watch it on DVD. Yeah, but, but this is epic. It's supposed to be the biggest thing, and it's, it's not going to be. It's going to be like a whisper. And and I don't think it's because of superhero fatigue. I just don't think they've executed or at least prepared this new cast. Yes, I mean you want to bring back Hugh Jackman and nope. those, but that that we you have to bring back. You have to bring back Colossus. If you're going to do this right, bring back Colossus because why? In the comic. Wolverine does the cannonball uh, right. throw in which he tosses Colossus. Fastball special. Fastball special, thank you. Um, and then he's like, Peter, you, you pulled your punch, and that's when the Dark Phoenix goes fucking nuts. So, I don't want to kill Gene. Gene is my friend. In Russia. Snow okay. <laughs> no, but I, I really think that this is just, it's ill-advised. It will be okay. It will, people will, will be okay with it, but the thing is, like, if it's worse than Last Stand... It's it's done. People will see it because it's new to them. Yeah, we've already had this. It's not. I don't. Is it even for our generation? It is. It's got to be for us. No one else knows about this. I but. know, but what does it have to do in order to beat Last Stand? Earn it, which it can't do. Right. It, it's it's. This is exactly like full circle. You're in a darkness scenario. Mm-hmm. You can't meet Khan because you haven't earned that yet. Right. You just restarted this franchise. You know, and you're doing this, that's some pretty big shoes. And you have to be much bigger, much more popular to hold that off, to, to, to be accepted. But it'll be all right. I'm sure I'll see it on DVD. Yeah. If this was the TV series version. I'd be fine. Yeah. Because then you can build a climax to that. But things we're judging this, because we've already had this one. I know. We'd be judging it extra hard, I think. But no one asked us. But. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Had they followed the protocol, they would have had a better movie. Protocol, what, 666? No, that's Order 66. I beg No, that's the devil's code. All right, so let's move on since we're done with the last X-Men movie, hopefully, for now, until Disney takes over. Uh, Let's move on to the last bit, which is going to be about Star Trek Discovery is going to be doing a series of shorts. To get us in the mood. Placeholders. To remind us, you have to pay five ninety nine 
or nine ninety nine per month if you want no commercials. You've been paying for this for five months with no new product. Yeah. Here you go. Here's some scraps. And if they do it right, if they do it one per month, that's how they get your money. They keep you coming back for more. I don't know. I hope there's an after track afterwards. I like the after track. How could you have an after track for like an episode that this could be? 15 minutes long? Yeah. I don't I make that an hour. You can just talk to other cast and crew. They're excited to be coming back. No. No, no, no. no. Anyway, so Tilly is going to be the first one that's going to be up to bat, um, which is going to be (laughs) debate. Sorry. Hot Tilly today. But it's kind of, a, I saw the preview, it's kind of like a, oh no, there's something in the darkness. Is it Harry Potter wearing his invisibility cloak? Oh no, it's sparking and dropping acid or something. It's a trouble. Talking trouble. I hope it'll be all right. Our first episode is going to be called Runaway, and it's going to be appearing, appearing on October 4th, this coming Thursday. Um, Should I have to resubscribe? Does not say what time. And I guess it would have a streaming service. It doesn't matter. No, no, it does. Because you remember, the streaming service does not air the next uh, Discovery episode until the next week. The next week and a specific time. And then you can watch it live as it streams. But not like 1201. Everything drops like Netflix and you got the whole season. That's what pisses me off. So. Many things piss you off. Well, Amazon got smart. For example, bladder, bladder pressure. That pisses you off, doesn't it? No, it gets pissed on. Sorry, that's toilet water. Go toilet ahead. Water. No, but Amazon got smart with the Jack Ryan series and dropped all the episodes in one batch, as opposed to doing each one weekly. So Netflix has been doing that for weeks. But Amazon didn't. But Amazon, this is the first time I've seen them they do that. They caught on and went, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Look at the demographics that we don't have from Netflix. Well, that's the thing. And I've had the exact same problem with um, Man in the High Castle. I've only seen the first season, now on to the third, and have them dropped it all together. Maybe that would have been better for me to kind of binge it and get a better sense. You could restart. No, no, no. I'll wait because, you know, as I said, we went through the whole season. I rewatched it. I've gone past my issues. Um, but there are certain things that I don't want to see again. Too rough, too dramatic. No, Klingon language. You oh, don't discover. Yeah, okay. You don't need to repeat that again. No, and, and they try to learn. <laughs> there was one episode where, like, yes, Burner has the Universal Translator, and it's translating. That's all. Oh, it's one episode. Damn one it! Ep- literally. God damn it! I thought they learned something. Because oh, all the Klingons are dead. Because you know, just... uh, honestly, you don't have to make the actors endure. This horrible language in the makeup. That's the good thing about it, though. They're filming this, and they, they take a break. They're still filming this relatively recently. Yeah. They can go back and make changes, potentially. And they're like, oh, shit, they don't like that the Klingons are talking in their weird language. They don't understand. I mean, you get subtitles. You didn't get that with the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. It's just growling. Yeah. And the but performances are... I know. Okay. But even then, it's just like, enough. Just It's, it's too long. Yeah. Um, the look of the show was the other thing that I had a problem with. That I had, why is uh, Defiant, not Defiant, I'm sorry, uh, Discovery more advanced than, say, Enterprise? They try to explain that in the Desperate Hours book a little bit. That right. The classes of ships are, are done differently. Right. And I thought about that and too, like, about oh, the whole okay. thing of like, well, okay, uh, when I started uh, as a full time librarian, the new library back in 2008 was fancy. We had open spaces and bookshelves on wheels and there's no carpet. I'm like, 
wow. And then there's still some old dumpy regional libraries. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to equate in my head, maybe that's kind of like why you would have older ships and then the newer ships. But it was just so vastly out. No, no, no. The, the reason that, that's why I was trying to rationalize in my head. I mean, Enterprise looked so much better than like anything before. I'm like, but that's just advancing technology because you can't use no the old standards. Right, right. You can't even you can't even fix that. Well, you can, because in the last season of Enterprise, they had an episode in the Mirror Mirror Universe in which they were on the Defiant, which had crossed over from the original series so they got back onto that ship uh -huh. so you had enterprise crew on the original kind of same bridge and the, the old uniforms it looked fantastic so i'm like that's for fans but for me what i liked about what alex kurtzman, kurtzman said about you know the new movies in a kelvin timeline has a great look about them i want to update the whole look that's why when we see Enterprise in that last shot of season one, that's not the old Enterprise. That's the kind of Enterprise you would see from the Star Trek the motion picture, mm -hmm. the retrofitted one. So that's what makes me feel like, oh, so everything now is going to be up to date, retrocon the whole thing. Like I said, when we first talked about the first couple of episodes, that'll be my excuse to be, I'm okay with that. You realize Star Trek is a TV show, right? No, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just as much. It doesn't. It, they, no, because the thing. You gotta capture the audience. No, I know, but you have to update everything. You just. It's hard for us to swallow you things. The past. It's like the whole impossible girl thing with Doctor Who. You can't reshoot her and put her in. Oh, yes, they did. One they did. In a one it's like no, no, no. Thing. You want that? You want that TARDIS? I'm like, stop it. <laughs> It doesn't work. Just Go like, left. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> but that's where I'm... Go back and insert things in past time. But um, that's where I'm like, okay, you're doing that fine. That's why even uh, Pike's new uniform, the, yeah, the tr traditional yellow... It's a mutation. It, it, it's a hybrid. Right, and it looks fantastic, and I'm cool with that. So just don't say... We're going to kind of like tone it down to like the 60s stuff. No, just continue what you're doing. If you're going to update this, update it all. You're you a know? harsher judge. You're just a harsher judge. Oh my Listen, God. Judge Kavanaugh. Look. If you get it out of it. Look, I don't drink beers and pass out. That you're telling me. And then how would you know? How would you know that you don't pass out when you, if you don't remember? I know what happens to me. <laughs> I've seen pictures on Facebook <laughs> and penises drawn to my face. Lots of time are missing. <laughs> or as I call it, time travel. So, but on that note, at least, you know, we have some time to get to that point with these little shorts. It'll be fine. It, it's, it, it's a bracer. And I think it'll do better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ever did. Well, believe it or not, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did a short little things like that called Slingshot uh, with one character named Yo-Yo. And actually, it wasn't bad. You mean like they did in the Marvel movies, at the end of the Marvel movies, when they added that little Coulson thing? Coulson stuff was actually a lot better. I know. <laughs> that was much, much even better. That, even that thing at the end of the Avengers movie with that, that weapon, the, the people that like, recruited to work for S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. It was okay. I was, well, that's because, uh, what's her name? 
was Lizzie Cap Lizzie Kaplan was in it, who is in um, Cloverfield. She was in uh, that sex movie series, The Masters and Johnson Masters of, Masters of Sex. So she's in that too, um, and she was also in um, the Vampire series, True Blood. True Blood as well. Okay. So I get it. I'll finish your sentences for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Gene. Um, so, yeah, there are moments in which, yeah, it, it, it kind of works okay and, and, and fine. Uh, Heroes did this also between seasons. They would have small little web episodes. So, there was only one one season of Heroes. I know. I'm, I'm aware of. Why are they continuing doing this little web series? About. There was only one season <laughs> of that show that I so, will mentally be able to acknowledge without screaming. So we'll see how it goes uh, as far as the lead up to that. Um, so my question to you, should we do each one as a review or do the whole thing collectively? Let's see how, how the schedule is, because I'd, I'd love to do it. Yeah. But then it's going to be like a seven minute, like, oh, Tilly did this. Right. Didn't she look the, cute? The podcast like, is yes. longer than the actual episode. I'm like, you're way analyzing too much. <laughs> Stop it. Did you see the toilet, the way the water went counterclockwise? The Ouroboros effect? The Ouro- at, at the minute and 30 second mark, what you think about that moment? Okay, what about the one minute and 32 second mark? What do you think about that? What? <laughs> the minute that they star wiped, wasn't that great? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we're, we're good for at least um, what's going to happen for Discovery. And, yeah, it, it, we're coming up, it's, it's fall, you know, um, and, and things are starting to premiere on TV. Doctor Who is next week. Like, yeah, exactly. We got the a lot of good stuff. I'm excited about that. New York Comic Con is next weekend. Everything's going to explode. Titans, it's October 12th. It's going to be fine. Yeah. We've got plenty to talk about. And uh, hopefully not on just Saturday nights because we got nothing else to do. <laughs> You've said that three times. I know because it's sad and true. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to take a break and then I will come back to talk to you about... Twin Peaks, The Return. Wait, the bar, the restaurant with the women in the... in the. Actually, you know what? I've been thinking about going back to Twin Peaks, the bar, because of the damn bacon thing. Ah, oh, millionaire's the, bacon. Oh, my God. Billionaire's That's... Bacon. Yeah, it's good. That, it is really good bacon. And the women's are... And, and, and the, the women's. The and the women's. The scenic views. Yes, the women's views. Okay. And the bacons. All right, so we'll be back in a moment. Thanks, bye. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life the universe, and everything on the Soul Forge. Soulforgepodcast.com All right, so this last part of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about Twin Peaks, The Return. All right. Uh, I really do have a mixed bag of feelings. Namely, the fact that one, I really, 
as as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I'm very I love Twin Peaks. And I love back when I was much younger, twenty five years ago, watching this on TV. And the first season still to this day is one of those amazing TV series that I never thought I would ever get to see that kind of delved into a world that was really interesting based on the death of this one character, which is Laura Palmer. And then, of course, you get to the second season, which they kind of reveal who killed Laura Palmer. And then that's when the series kind of dwindled downhill until the very end in which something happened to Agent Cooper in which it seems like he was inhabited by the spirit of Bob, who was the killer, so to speak, that also inhabited the father of Leland Palmer and killed his daughter. So 25 years later, we actually get the series. But since I waited on watching this on DVD... It took over a year to get that. And then once I actually had the actual series, getting through each one is kind of a bit of a challenge at times to be kind. <laughs> Just because it stuff doesn't seem to happen a lot. And I think, like, I don't know... It, it gets really convoluted and, and, and interesting, and I kind of understand the, the, the slow progression of Agent Cooper coming from the other side into a body called Dougie Jones. And slowly over several episodes, we actually get to see um, Agent Cooper kind of come back into his own. And honestly... Except for the first couple of episodes and sprinkled throughout the rest of the season, we do see past cast members. But honestly, I didn't think there was much in in a way of needing them. Like, you know, Ed Hurley and Norma finally having their relationship together. That was always kind of like you know already in the first couple of seasons and they waited 25 years in order for them to be together okay um I don't know I, I it doesn't really pay off to me because the whole point here is that we want to see agent Cooper come back and somehow deal with what had happened to him over the 25 years being trapped in this other dimension of whatever you want to call it. So for the most part, I mean, David Lynch does some extraordinary things and does very strange things. But they're wonderful to watch just because you've never kind of seen things before and it, it takes a while for you to kind of digest, literally, what it is that you're watching and it, it kind of creeps up on you and kind of works on things and different levels but honestly it, it kind of takes a while so one of the things that i kind of was 
caught me off guard, but it was kind of interesting. In episode 16, Audrey Horn is at the double R bar, and she is brought to the dance floor to do her dance. And all of a sudden, like, the spotlight's on her, and she starts going through the motion. And then she has, like, this kind of break in which she is like realizing that she's trapped somewhere else which was weird because it kind of took threw me off there but that's when I was like oh this is kind of going on an interesting route and it kind of doesn't continue from there I mean it goes right back to Agent uh, Cooper really getting back to confronting the spirit of Bob or whatever you want to call him that big floating ball that he winds up fighting-ish. So, my question to you is that, did he really change the storyline? Because it seems like that's what had happened, is that there is no death of Laura Palmer, as we saw. uh, I forgot the initial character who finds the dead body wrapped in plastic. But he goes on fishing, doesn't see anything there. So it seems Agent Cooper did save Laura Palmer, but a much older Laura Palmer tries to bring her to the house that she grew up with. And then the woman there doesn't even know who her mom is or let alone who Laura Palmer is. So that's when it kind of leaves off on do we get another season of Twin Peaks? At this point, considering that it took 25 years to get another season, I can't say for certain that I'm going to be eager to see another season of this. If we do, I would want to kind of be more focused on just Agent Cooper It's one thing to bring in past characters that somehow we're kind of nostalgic for, but it doesn't really pay off, which I'm really, really kind of pissed about. Because really, there's a lot more investment of newer characters that really Twin Peaks was just not even in most of the storylines. It's like, oh yeah, there are still people there that we recognize much later and at the bar and they're looking at each other from a distance and they still drink and they still listen to music and get into fights and that's about it. The intrigue about what made Twin Peaks interesting was being in Twin Peaks. But, you know, with the return, you're all over the place. You're all over the country and other dimensions. Uh, so... I don't know. I mean, there there are moments in which I get really excited for listening to the music. And, like, the other thing that kind of threw me off is, like, every episode, except maybe one or two, ends with a performance at the bar. Uh, And we finally get to see Julie Cruz, who I was kind of like, she should be there. Because, literally, the music that she sings, like, with the song about falling, is just a very dreamlike state. And we finally get to see her years later. And I'm like, 
okay, at least you kind of please me on that end. But there were moments that are just like, I don't understand why we are still in this kind of episodic storytelling ending on the music. So, I don't know. They're like, I really, I wish I had a better answer about how I feel about watching Twin Peaks, The Return. Do I feel like I really want to watch this again? Honestly, I don't think I can. I can definitely get into at least the first season again because it's much better crafted. And I think because you had the restriction of television, you're able to do more creative things but not be so esoteric that you're just like, what? And not get it. Here, because it's on Showtime, and literally, he threatened to walk off the production because, you know, he needs to have full creative control. Let him do his thing. And he kind of does. And, and, and really, it's almost experimental filmmaking in the process. I mean, it really just, it's out there at times. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but... I'm not sure that I'm getting into it right now. Um, but then again, this is his, his stuff. You know, I felt kind of like weird watching Dune, but there was still something in Dune that I'm like, oh, I need to go back and kind of rewatch this and then got me to read the book. And so I can understand what he can bring to the Dune universe, so to speak. And I understand his point of view and how it didn't necessarily mesh but here this is his thing so it's you know it's like if he was just trying to tell you and this thing happened in my dream and he just makes that basically he manifests that by his will alone and that's what you see on the screen so there are some beautiful images and some moments that makes me really happy about certain characters like seeing Diane, um, but it doesn't feel the exact same feelings that I had for the original series. So it's kind of like, you know, sure, you may miss home, but you can never go home again once you leave it for after 25 years. So, but in any case, um, I'm curious to find out what you guys think about Twin Peaks, about the series in general. Should there be another season of this? Maybe they should be told in a different medium? I don't know. An anime? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, so I'm going to be ending the podcast on that note. Remember, you can always email me at monstersci-fi-show at gmail.com. Follow me on the various social networks, especially on Instagram. And I did my first video that I mentioned earlier about my Batman um crafting skills so it's not the greatest video but just you should at least be more impressed by my technical expertise at least so again check that out let me know all right so again thank you again for listening to me and to the monster sci-fi show podcast it's sci-fi from a certain point of view good night
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.